Ladies and gentlemen, we interrupt our program of dance music to bring you a special bulletin from the Intercontinental Radio News. But first, we interrupt this episode of Peculiar Podcast for this brief, extremely brief, musical interlude. This is the shortest song in the world. And now, Peculiar Podcast resumes. It's time. For Peculiar Podcast. In your wildest dreams, you could not imagine the marvelous surprises that await you. Hosted by Pat Cashman. He had a fiery quality on the stage and off the stage, and he was gorgeous to look at. And back by his side, Lisa Foster. She has tattoos, she's cool, she's dangerous. Broadcasters turned rogue podcasters. <laughs> it's just a real nice surprise. They're back and on demand. Just press the button. See, you're on. Ready or not, it's Pat and Lisa. Some people without brains do an awful lot of talking, don't they? Yes, I guess you're right. <laughs> Quiet, numbskulls, I'm broadcasting. Can you dig it? Yeah, yeah, I can dig it, yeah. It's love and time. A long, long time ago I can still remember How that music used to make me smile You don't hear this song on the radio very much, except constantly. <laughs> but I like it. And yes, obviously most people, most people do. That's I don't like it. You don't? Oh, I think great. it's too long and 12 it's 12 hours? I think I've just heard it so much that and it sounds whiny to me a little. Well, it is kind of whiny, but uh I don't know. I never get tired of it. It's one of those songs I never get tired of. Even though it's not very complex and yeah. piano and a guitar and you know, that's pretty much about right. it. Right. But uh I never understood what the Chevy to the Levy. Well, it rhymes. <laughs> That's the main reason you do that. Well, heavy rhymes with Chevy, too. You could have made a better lyrics there. Uh, Bevy would be good, Bevy. too. Uh, uh-huh. But, but uh, I think one of the intrigues of the song for a lot of people was, what does it mean? So bye-bye, Miss American Pie. Don McLean. What, what is the meaning of the song? And, and so people would listen to it and mm-hmm. try to glean. Uh, he recently as you know, uh, spoke publicly about the what the song meant. And, and I guess, based on what I heard him say, it, it's kind of what I got from it without the explanation. Did you write the book of love and do you have faith in God above? Really? So yeah. you already understood it? I think I did, yeah. Because he said, basically, in American Pie, things are headed in the wrong direction. I'm becoming less ideal, less idyllic. I don't know whether you consider that wrong or right, but there's a morality. It's a morality song, in a sense. He said, I wrote it around 1970. Now it's 2015. There's no poetry. There's very little romance in anything anymore. So that's what he means by, he says, it really is the last of the age of innocence, I guess, in a way. Right. Of American Pie. What about the day the music died? Is that an, a euphemism for for well, what you just said? The, the... I, I guess it is. It is. It, it literally ha- refers to when uh, uh, Buddy Holly's right. died in a plane crash. You know, that that kind of music, Richie Valens and the Big Bopper also died in this plane crash. So that February 3rd, 1959, they called the day the music died. But oh. he, he put it into his song. He didn't coin that phrase. 
but the but the idea of it is that it was part of his process, the song. And who's Miss American Pie? Well, the prevailing rumor for a long time was that that was the name of the airplane that Buddy Holly was in, American Pie, but apparently that's been debunked. That's not true at all. So the American Pie thing probably refers to the 1950s idealism, you know, the American dream, American Pie, you know the expression, as American as apple pies, that sort of thing. The day the music died is the day of the plane crash, Kennedy's assassination, all of that sort of thing. I think. That might be part of why I didn't like it. I didn't understand it. Yeah. Well, it's... it's Which it's, is my normal go-to emotion. If I don't understand it, I end up hating it. Yeah. Well, it is a, it is a little bit ineffable in that respect. <laughs> but but uh, I, I, that basic idea. Then if you listen to the song again, maybe you'll start to pull more stuff out of it than you, than you heard the first time. But... Uh, God, a gigantic song. I mean, I don't think the guy would have to work again just based on on the song. And he could sell it to anybody. I, I wonder if he got rights when they called that movie American Pie, which I never saw. But I kind of get the idea of what You what haven't happened. seen American Pie? No. I, don't you hate it when people do that? You never saw it? No, I no, never I, saw it. I opted for reading uh, War and Peace instead. Yeah, no, I no, I don't. I, 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 I don't care for those kind of movies. What kind of movie are you talking about? Are you talking about the teen shenanigan movies yeah. filled with sex and boobs and stuff? Yeah, kind of. I guess yeah. I'm a little bit of a fuddy there, but I don't like the the gross out sort of stuff. It, you know, it's, it's yeah. just it's a low road to me. <laughs> yeah, I'm, but some days you just got to sit on the low road. Yeah, you don't have I to. You don't have to be there and permanently. Yeah, I must admit, there's some when I accidentally stumble into. Some of those things, I'd find myself kind of laughing at it. Yeah, yes. It's kind of funny. The but, low road can be funny. Yeah, can but be I, entertaining. It's the kind of thing, if you give it to me for free, I, I will probably check it out. You but, can probably rent if, American Pie for free on Netflix. But if it's pay-per-view or something, no thanks. I don't want to spend my money on it. this will be the day that I die. But I, I'm, I, I think I've told you before, I'm, I'm more into the thriller genre. I like suspense Michael films. Jackson? Oh, oh, I see what you're saying. Michael Jackson, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, 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 no, I say you know what film. you're saying. Rather, no, rather than I, comedy. That's what I typically do when I'm looking for movies to stream online, because you can look for categories, obviously. But I typically go for mystery thrillers just to see what titles are out there. I very rarely go to comedies, because they don't really make me laugh much anymore. I can't think of the last comedy, although I will say this. The last comedy that did make me laugh, which I was surprised about, was um, Seth MacFarlane's A Million Ways to Die in the West. Yes, I have not checked that movie out. I was sort of reluctant because it got... Didn't, it get, didn't get good reviews. Didn't get no. great reviews. It was compared unfavorably Charlie, to Blazing Saddles. It, it, it was, but... <laughs> and there are some gross out. I mean, so did you mind the gross out parts in Blazing Saddles? No. It uh, pretty much held more meaning for me than any Fellini film. some gross out Wait, parts here's the best part. I was by myself in a hotel room in D.C. Of course, I have to admit, when I watched Blazing Saddles, I don't know how old the movie is, but I was oh, gosh, a younger... Oh, that's like 40 years old. Yeah, so right. I was a younger younger guy, and I... You far, probably wouldn't far, laugh. Farting then. movies would make me laugh back then. Not that they still don't, but 
It's just, I think I've been there and I've done that. Literally, I've done that. There's so. a little farting in this movie, so you might find it funny. They, but. Had, uh, they had Louis C.K. on TV the other night. I forget he was on with Jimmy Fallon or something. He was talking about where he had to make this public appearance with the mayor of New York City. And he they, they came to get him and said, well, the, the mayor, you'll have to be here off in the wings because when the mayor calls for you, you have to come on stage, so we better hurry. And he said, well, you know what? I really have to pee really bad. And they said, well, do it quick. So he goes in the bathroom. And you know when you have to do something quick like that, there, there's sort of a pressure. Right, you're forcing and, everything and out. So he was forcing himself to pee, and he said, and then something happened out the back end. <laughs> and, but he... but. The guy was waiting for him, so he had to leave. And he said, and I'm, I'm feeling kind of wet when I'm walking. You oh. know? And then I wound up getting in the wings, waiting to go on stage, and I have to wait for 45 minutes. I could have taken care of it. Uh, but he said, the good thing is, after 45 minutes, I was pretty dry again. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, A Million Ways to Die. That's the last week. I, I rarely go look up comedies because, again, they don't really make me laugh. But yeah. this one, actually, I laughed out loud by my... You know when something's funny if you're laughing by yourself. Yeah, and I think we have some audio of you laughing by yourself. <laughs> you're having a pretty good time there. It's easy to be in a theater and be sort of um, influenced by the audience to laugh. It's interesting, the group, the pack mentality, yeah. when you're in a theater, where you tend to laugh more because the crowd is laughing. Yeah, and that's why a lot of TV comedies have laugh tracks, so we'll know what's supposed to be funny. The real test of a movie, whether it's funny or not, is to watch it by yourself and see if you laugh out loud. (laughs) And this one did make me laugh out loud a couple of times. Well, Not through the whole movie. I wasn't rolling off my chair in the whole movie, but it was actually funny. I would recommend it. Well, I would also say that when you're by yourself, perhaps your your merriment is... is (laughs) Is fueled by what are you saying? Uh, I'm just saying that perhaps there you have just a, say it an uninhibitor uh, on like board. What? Uh, I don't know. It could be um, it could be any of a variety of uh, of uh, Adult distilled beverages. spirits. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I'm you're just, right. I'm just guessing. <laughs> yes, you're right. Yeah, I haven't seen uh, that one, but uh, yeah, I would say yeah. that's actually pretty funny. So. Okay, well, I'll check it out. I don't out. know how we got if off you, on if that. If you thought it was okay, then it must be okay. Okay. All right. <clears throat> so. so you can't go. Let, let's talk about. Let's let's move move on to talking about the people that actually listen to this podcast. Sometimes Which and there I'll, are a handful. And I'll be I'll be honest about it. Uh, like anybody else who does anything. Yes. Uh, you get just there are days when you get discouraged. Uh, I mean, there are points at which you think, well, look, I've been doing this for a while, and I can't really chart any discernible progress. In our case, you might say, you know. We, you know, we. I think we, perhaps naively envisioned that we could actually make a few bucks doing this, because we, we when did. we did radio, we made a few bucks. So we thought, well, we maybe this could translate into a podcast. We could get a little advertising going. Yeah, it might. We did, but I think initially we did it just because we wanted to to have some fun. This is really a hobby. Yeah, like sniffing glue. And it's fun, and we missed the boat, the work on the radio. Oh, yeah. yeah. And don't you think? No, oh, yeah. Well, that, that's it. And then the, what I'm leading to is that the the real, it, it's, it's fine for us to have fun, but if it doesn't translate to anything meaningful to anybody else, then what's the point in doing it? It's just, you're kind of just being a dork. But, and, and, and I would allow that 99.9% of the people in, on this planet have no no use for 
for this podcast. That's fine. But the but the there are there's a cadre of people that that do seem to get something out of I, it, or at least say they yeah, do. And it's very nice. And yeah, you've told it, me that very nice. people who come to the two hundred six, uh, the TV show that you star on, you're always surprised by how many people in the audience will tell you how much they listen to the podcast. Yeah. Which and, is good. And the nicest thing is that people will actually thank you, like you did a favor to them by doing what you want to do anyway. Uh, it's a, nice. A thank you is a really neat. Thank you for whatever. And it it's, it's always amazes me, and it, it, it means a lot. Um, a guy that I have met recently has contributed twice here for crying out loud. Larry. I won't say Larry's last name, but I when I met Larry, he noted that I always used that word, Larry. <laughs> frequently in my storytelling and he he assumed that by that point I must be referring to him and you um, always use a specific voice when you make it when you just pull in the Larry character into whatever story I do? It, you do oh, you okay. say so I was at the store and the clerk behind the thing and we'll just call him Larry and then you do this voice that goes with Larry can you know what it is well I don't <clears throat> it's it's kind of like this Oh. That's our Larry voice. Oh, it is? Uh, Mr. Cat is sort of a meek sort Larry of Larry the a, Munchkin. Well, I know. I'm not doing it well, but yeah. I'm trying to give you an idea. It's not jogging your memory? Well, your Larry voice? I probably do it without realizing it, yeah. But but in no way is it supposed sort of to sound dorky. like the Larry that, uh, that I have met. It's just uh, yeah, default Larry. Yeah. Uh, other people who have contributed, uh, when I say contributed, they've given us money. That's right. Their own money, believe yeah, it or not. It's really nice. It helps keep the podcast running, and we have to pay for the website and equipment and all that stuff. Liquor. Liquor. Peggy Barnett, <laughs> Brad Donaldson, Chris Thompson, Lawrence Norgard, or Larry, Larry. as he is sometimes known, Mary Wisby. And and uh, and Lynn Johnston. Yeah, and thanks you guys. Thank you, folks, so we much. We appreciate that. We also appreciate <clears throat> your emails, and we get a few of those uh, from time to time. And you can do it pretty easily, either by voicemail, uh, which and I don't can't even remember the number. You, I bet you can. It's, it's, the, it's the burp. No, oh, you have it here. Four, I wrote it. Write it down for you. Four two five five two two burp. B- you can text B-U-R-P. us. You can text us, or you at can that leave number us. you could text. Uh huh. Oh, four two five five two two B U R P. Didn't know Burp. that. Burp. Yes, you can. Or uh, uh, if you or a, leave a voicemail. If you're an emailer, comments at peculiarpodcast.com. Easy enough. Uh, should we do some listener emails? Yeah, just kind of quickly here because well, they well, took they the time have to, to be write. Quick, we don't have to. But be they're quick. nice ones. These are very nice emails. We like hate mail, too, by the way. Don't feel that held back if you just hate something. Well, you there can... is one in here that somebody hates something. Yeah. Here, it's the, you can read this one. You want to read the hate mail first? Yeah, I, I kind of default to the hate mail. Because that gives you a clearer idea there you go. of reality. All right, here's a little hate mail. Oh, I re- yeah, I remember this one. And, and he's right. Who is it? Darren Adams. Darren. But then he writes a really lovely one later. But he says in this one, just a technical note about the sound level in some of your podcasts. The level can fluctuate from what? (laughs) What? Crank up the volume to very loud in a matter of seconds, frequently sending me scrambling to my volume control in annoyance. It's like listening to Richard Harris, who either does the low talking voice or the very strong voice. He'll go from this... All of a sudden, like this, I guess is what he's talking about. There's not a lot that can be done with the older podcast, but I hope the sound leveling gets a bit more balanced with the current cast. Hey, hey, hey. 
Well, he does say he loves the show, and that's nice. Uh, but he's he's right, of course. But I don't hear it when I'm mixing it, because of for whatever reason, this is a technical thing that our friend Dave Tavers has pointed out as well. And I think I'm doing better with it now. You know, you can it. You not only edit with your ears, as you know, you also edit with your eyes. So if you're seeing, yeah, but look at <clears throat> my eyes. The, if you're seeing the waveform and then you see a big spike, you know that that's not consistent. With oh, really? Oh, jeez. Oh, well, I'll know. You that. just said you could dig. You couldn't pick it up with your ears, so I'm just suggesting maybe you use your well, eyes. I'm, I'm watching my or eyes, your but nose. now I'm gonna. Have, I'm finding that the biggest problem is between. The spoken word and then the music I play. Right. So I'm, that's what I'm watching, and I think uh, I think it's it's getting. Better. I think it is. Better. I'm figuring it out. Thank I'm you. engineering today, so we'll see how it goes today. Yeah. Well, I'll, ultimately, I think I'll be the one to. Oh, that's true. You're adding the music. Post produce it. That's where I screw it up. Okay. <laughs> but but the very same Darren <laughs> Adams then r- writes this one, which is just so nice. These are the nicest kind of emails to get. I remember getting these when we were working radio, and and this. It's great. He said, I've just listened to all of your podcasts, and I wanted to take a moment to express my thanks, there's that word again, and gratitude, holy smokes, for the infight, uh, insight, infighting, insight, reflection, and humor you brought myself and your listeners. And he writes humor with an O-U-R on the end. So humor. Po- it's very English. So it's very British. Darren could be. And we're, we're on episode, we're up to 117, so he's Get he, out of he here. caught up on a lot of the old archives. Darren says, I've been through a rather rough patch in my life the last few months, and one of the few things that has made me smile in this tough time have been your podcast. Nice. and uh, That's really nice. Yeah. He said, you've shared the triumphs and tragedies in your lives and taken me along your journey, showing, showing me the universality of both suffering and joy. Yes, that's what we were trying to do. <laughs> Show you the universality of... <laughs> Suffering. He's assigning way way too much thought to what we do here. That, I don't that know. We deserve. I don't know. You, we dear. suffer sometimes. Yeah. No, we do. We but do. I'm just not thinking. We're calculating this. Aha. Uh-huh. Well, no. That's what we'll do. But I think for either of us, whenever we're feeling sort of down in the dumps, this song always picks us back up. There were the coldest days of my life. Group was called the Shy Lights. Song is called The Coldest Days of My Life. Man, what a bummer song. I think it probably improved gun sales around the nation. I'm told the word is pronounced universality. Okay. Okay, enough of that. Except for this part with the echo, of course. Okay, that's enough of that, really, seriously. A couple others, uh, Doug Ellison of, uh, or is Eliason possibly, of Benson, Arizona. He says, I was In, in Arizona? Yeah. A listener in Get Arizona? I was listening to the episodes today while driving, and I thought of a topic for discussion or simile. Have you ever felt like when you're driving you want to suddenly turn into an oncoming vehicle? No, that's not what he said. He said, what I would suggest is to watch the following while recording your reactions. You may have seen it in which it would ruin the effect. I haven't seen it yet. Since it's really laugh-out-loud funny. I haven't seen it. It's a YouTube video called The True Facts About the Sea Pig. 
Do you know what the sea pig is? No, I haven't looked at it. So I, I pulled the video up, and what we'll do is let's save this email. All right. And we'll, it's about a three-minute video. So if you want to pull it up and maybe later on we is can. Is there something we can translate into our podcast? With? I don't know. He oh. just wants to hear us react to oh. this video oh. of oh. the sea pig. Okay. Which I'm assuming is going to be either gross or dirty or salty or or like bloody the word sea pig just doesn't sound like a very nice little animal it's actually two words i believe the way he's written it oh well i don't know but whether it's one word or two a sea pig doesn't sound like a very nice animal i don't know could be misleading but there's some reason he wants to see what our reactions are so you can bet it'll be shocking All right, let's get uh, through this. Uh, Here's another person excited to have found the podcast. Uh, Your radio show, back when you had it, saved our marriage, (laughs) or probably helped save our marriage. Because she and her husband used to carpool in the mornings to work, and neither of them are morning people. So listening to your show brought humor and laughter on the ride into work. We always ended up in a much better mood and avoided irritating each other because we were listening to you. So my they question were listening is, to us irritate each other. Yes. So the, my question is, since we've not been on the air, uh, what's sustaining their marriage? Maybe, uh, the podcast. Well, uh, there she was, just said, "I'm so glad a, we found your podcast." But there was an interval of ten years in between there. I think, and things that could have been on the ropes there for a while. So, Stacy, if you're listening, can you let us know what the um, status is of your marriage? And here's uh, Lynn point. Johnston, who contributed to the show as well, and said, "I followed you years all ago, all around the radio dial, until <laughs> you disappeared." Until <laughs> we disappeared. I followed you years ago, all around the radio dial, until you disappeared. <laughs> yeah, it's true, though. Yeah. So I was happy to stumble across your new podcast. You guys are great. So anyway, thank you. Very thanks, nice. Thanks to all of those people for their emails. And, yes. And again, don't don't be shy. If, if something you, you hate or you just want us dead. Uh, don't, yeah, please email us. Yeah, yeah please. would like to know. Please do. Because it's easy to find things to be irritated about these days, but some of them rise to a level beyond human endurance. And I know from talking to you occasionally when we're not actually doing the podcast. I'm always complaining to you, aren't I? And this is a common complaint of a lot of people. But I always felt like we, we maybe a year or two years ago, relinquished our landline. So we no longer have a phone, a home phone. Our cell phones are our phones, and that's how you would reach us. And I thought that one of the benefits of that would be that it would be hasta la vista telemarketers. That's right. Because we would always get the telemarketers. On your home phone. On our home phone. Uh, by the way, do they have caller uh, ID on cell phones? Other than a, they will indicate other than a f- number that you already have entered in there. Like when you call, I see your name come up. But they don't have it on cell phones. No, the phone number itself will come up, which yeah. is uh, what I typically will then save so that I know the next time that number calls. But it's still not working for me. So the, yeah. the complaint is the telemarketers that have now infiltrated. I'm like you. I don't have a landline. I haven't had one for probably yeah. two or three years. Yeah. You can guess. You can see that it's an 888 number or an 800 number. Not you can, always. You can rightfully oh. assume that those might be yeah, telemarketers. But they're but, not anymore. Yeah. yeah. Now it can be anything. So It could be a guy that's working for a telemarketing company calling you on his own cell phone. And here's the other problem is that there's actually two types of solicitors. There is the live guy calling from the carpet cleaning company 
Mm-hmm. And there's now the robo calls, which I thought were illegal. And I tried to look this up. I thought that the FCC or the FTC or the FPC or the whatever it is, FOB, whatever it is, said that that is illegal. F-U-C. You cannot ro- and these computers spew out millions of these calls. And you, if you, it says if you're interested, press one. That's supposed to be illegal for robocalls to happen. So I don't really know. I tried to research this and I'm just really stymied. But I'm trying to. Can I say something that has nothing to do with this? Do I have something in my nose? No, no. No, you don't. It's just something something stupid that I thought I would just say because. Because you were staring at me weird. No, no. It wasn't you. I was just debating whether I should say this or not. But why not? What? Uh, There's a friend of mine. That has a, we have a mutual friend, uh, a woman named Kay. It's her first name, Kay, K-A-Y. And so he'll always say to me, he said, hey, guess what? This weekend, uh, I'm going out to dinner with Kay. And so without fail, I always say the following. What? F-U-C-K, would you say hello to her for me? Isn't that immature and stupid? Well, I would expect nothing less <laughs> yeah, from you. I know. Which so always makes me mad. That's why I wanted to interrupt It makes me mad you. that I laugh at you when you do stuff like Boy, that. Boy, if you didn't right there, it'd be bad. it was bad enough as it was. I've that, tried. That is just junior high stuff. You used to do so much junior high stuff on the radio. I know. And I, know. I, Although I don't not, think I would I would try that. not to laugh, but I couldn't help myself. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm no. still at it. And of course, I think I'm so original with that. And then somebody said, hey, listen to this song by a group called The Script. Oh, great. There's my bit. So, robocalls, um, they call it a reverse scam, sort of, in a way, isn't it? Well, because, I... Because they want you to... Uh, they want, they're asking people to come up with strategies to make telemarketers' lives miserable. Miserable, exactly. Yeah. Well, here's what started it. I I remember bitching about this to somebody, and they said, well, you know what you should do is you should do the do not call registry. Yeah. That's what you should do. Yeah. Do that. F that. That what, doesn't work. What voice were you just doing? Is I don't that know. Larry? There... Were you doing Larry? <laughs> I was doing Larry's wife. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, and I just want to roll my eyes. It's it is a joke. It's extremely ineffective. And what happens is, if they if one number gets um, reported, they just switch numbers. It's so easy yeah. to get new phone numbers. It's not now. really enforceable. It's yeah. not enforceable. So I'm at my wits' end, and I get them every single day. So what I've started to do is sort of started to screw with them a little bit, and. The nice thing is if I can take the call, I'm able to do other stuff while I'm just sort of stringing them along, kind of wasting their time. And well, here's... You, let me ask you this. Do you answer the phone, since you, you now have only a cell phone, and maybe this isn't a good policy of mine, but if I don't know the number, uh, I don't answer it. That's no fun. And I think if this is somebody That's legitimate, no if this is somebody legitimate or somebody I know or they, right. want, they want me, they'll leave a message. But if my they don't problem leave a message, is, then okay. yeah, that's true. That's true. But I, you know, I pick it up. But then I found I out that my voicemail was full one time by a guy who was trying to leave me a message. Right. And I almost blew it. So right. you got to make sure you let the Yeah. And if we message. have clients that call, you don't know what their phone numbers are. And, yeah. you know, so I'll answer. But now I answer just mainly because I want to screw with them. 
Um, and that is one of the um, <laughs> one of the things I found in my research on how to fight telemarketers is just to mess with them. There's a guy named Tom Mabe, M-A-B-E, who is a stand-up comedian, uh, and you can find his his website at tommabe.com. Are you going with him? I want to. I love him. Yeah. Well, I, want, I mean, you're given you've given his website. I love number. him. I really do. He's my hero. He's pretty cute too. Hmm. He wouldn't have me though. So, um, so he actually has made probably like 500 video of audio tapes of him messing with telemarketers. So when you said, here's one you can try if you do want to just answer the phone. What he does, especially if it comes from unavailable. Mm-hmm. He will pick it up only for some reason when it comes from an. Some of them say unavailable. First, he'll get his recorder, his recording device running. Yeah, and I'll I'll play. We'll drop one of them in here. It's actually oh. pretty funny. Hey, Mr. May. Mm-hmm. Hi, this is Sandy with the carpet cleaning. How you doing, man? Hi, how are you? Well, I tell you, just found out I got some disturbing news. My my son has got the uh, three year old. They said he's got attention deficit disorder. But, uh oh. Uh, yeah, but go ahead. You're fine. Who's this? We can call back in the tower. No, no, that's all right. No, they, they, you know, they say it's hereditary, but I, I know where my side of the family has it. Uh, I've heard of it. Yeah. It's attention, ADD, attention deficit disorder. What's your name? Sandy. Sandy. Uh, Hi. And you're calling uh, from what company is that? Carpet Clean. Oh, okay. How can I help you? It says something on the list here. Call at night. That's why I'm calling back. I oh, that's fine. Call that's fine. Time. That's uh, fine. Just like know if we could call to your price and we could clean one or two rooms for if you were interested. If not, I'm... Uh, yeah, 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 sure. Interested, maybe a room or two, or uh, for a room or two for what? I'm sorry. The, uh, carpet cleaning. Carpet cleaning. Uh huh. Oh, you come from a carpet cleaning place. Right. Okay. Hold on. I, I didn't really know what you're. Something. Hold on. Something's burning. Hold on. Hold on. So he will answer the phone and just say, 911, state your emergency. And the guy will say, oh, is Tom, is Tom there? Is Mr. Mabe there? They won't even, they're so focused Program. on their yeah. script. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry, sir. You've called 911. What's your emergency? And he really stays in character with the whole thing. Right. He's even had uh, answered the phone as a policeman saying that, who are you asking for? 
Uh, I'm looking for Mr. Mabe. Uh, well, I'm an officer on the scene of a homicide here. Do you know Mr. Mabe personally? Because uh, we've just, we're investigating his body. How do you know him? I, I don't know him. Um, I advise you to stay on the line, sir. We have lots of questions to ask. I mean, he's fantastic well, in good. just wasting these people's time. But, however, I will say this, and that's very entertaining to listen to. It's very funny. But these telemarketers are not in a in and of themselves evil people they have a, they got to make a living they're doing the bidding of some some corporate monolith somewhere you know and, and i feel a bit of sympathy for these people because they're doing what they're what they've been hired to do and they don't get paid unless they do it they they, they don't get well, up every I day and say, bad. let me let me go and i'm going to calculate a way that i can irritate as many people as possible I mean, telemarketers get telemarketing calls, too. They know it's irritating, but it, it's their job. But there's they're, they're other jobs people. they can do. <clears throat> that's, well, I, don't, I don't know. And and it's too bad. That's the that's you. If you're on the front lines as a telemarketer, you're going to take the crap that gets thrown at you. They make money you know? by charging, you know, they, they uh, on the call volume. They don't I, just, I know. not just successful I know. transactions, but on the volume of calls they make. So, I know. Well, yeah. you've like sucked all the fun out of now. No, no, I'm just, I'm playing devil's advocate. telemarketers. Having said all I of that, believe, I find it annoying too. And you should be able to opt out. I want to torture. I, well, you can't. I know. The do not call registry is extraordinarily ineffective. If, if, the, if the do not call registry was legitimate, then do you think, what percentage of people, assuming all things are equal, what percentage of people would say, you know what, I, I opt out. I want telemarketing calls to come in. Don't put me on the don't call list. I'm for it. In fact, the more the merrier. Well, then, I mean, nobody's going to sign up for the do-call do list, I would they? be interested to know how much um, revenue is generated from telemarketing do they get people who buy stuff? I mean, they must. We see they can't. Why would they we do it seen, if they if they were never like, successful? I would like to find one person out there that says yes. I actually, I'm really glad that that you called. Um, I need to talk to you. This is another bit that Tom Mabe does. He got a call from a carpet cleaner company. It was a live person this time. They said, <clears throat> you know, yes, we're here, or we'd like to talk to you about There's carpet that cleaning. Larry voice again. We'd like to talk to you about carpet cleaning, and he said. <laughs> He said, oh, my God, I'm so glad you called, right? Just your timing's perfect. I have blood everywhere. <laughs> and and he, it's a, that's a very funny bit, too. But I don't know where I was going with it. Well, other no, that's other than to say, I don't think, I think collectively, as an entire human species, not one single person on this planet likes telemarketers. Why don't they go away? So I can't see them making any money from people like well, you and me who hang up on them. Well, how many people like car salesmen? Why don't they go away? Because you, you need a car. Well, so you, you need a but, car, but, but you don't. You don't need no, a car no, salesman. No, 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 no. That's an active. That's an active pursuit. You're actively pursuing. If I need my carpets cleaned, I'm going to actively find somebody to do it. I'm not going to all of a sudden pick up the phone and go, oh, "Well, I hadn't thought of that. I guess I should get my carpets cleaned." Do you know what I mean? Well, I get your point, but I mean, I don't find. I find there are a number of things that are. Equally odious from or the, attorneys to... You, you or know. the you've won a free trip or you have a dinner for two to Olive Garden and all that garbage that they call you with. It's it's bull beep. It's bull beep is what it is. Well, I know. I know. But... And 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 I'm not really such a sympathizer. I'm not really Listen defending it, but I mean, we have, a, we have a finite number of people on this planet 
and we do not, unfortunately, have an infinite number of occupations for those finite people. So, so some people are going to have to oh, do these jobs. It, they're they're jobs where they can make money, they can make payments, they can buy food. That's baloney. They can buy baloney. My baloney has a first name. It's O S C A. Sorry, I had to play this as my attention deficit disorder kicking in. It's N A Y E R. Oh, I love to eat it every day. If you ask me why. I call this ode to processed meat. So telemarketing is no worse than selling meat like that to kids. No, and, and, and it's a job where you don't have to, you know, get in your car and maybe you don't have a car. So you work work the phone oh, at home. Oh, there are plenty of jobs that you don't need a car for. There, they should, there are so many ridiculous laws out there. I don't know why they don't make advertising or soliciting um, illegal on telephones. No soliciting on telephones. Why can't that be a law? Well, I like I said earlier, if they had a, an effective do not call uh, protocol in place, I think that would be fine. But but uh, failing that, I, I don't see a huge difference between somebody calling you up or you walking down the street and a guy says, "Excuse me, sir, uh, you mind?" Or, uh, or somebody coming to your house, hovering outside the supermarket trying to glom onto you. Would you sign this? Uh, would you, don't you think we're paying too many taxes, sir? Would you sign it? I mean, people but are. That's hit, a public place. Yeah, but they're hitting you up everywhere. So, a, a phone call but is, my phone. is not any bigger intrusion of privacy. You can just hang up. No, to me, it's it is an intrusion. It's my phone. It's my phone number, and you, you don't aren't allowed to dial it unless unless there. That's what you. I said. know that's a brilliant argument, but you don't. I I, I go back to the fact that these. That there are people who need these gigs. Regardless, let's just say... And there's some people who are probably pretty good at it. Okay, let's say this. How would you feel if we said, actually, we have jobs for all these telemarketers. We're going to install them into these other positions. Now, how do you feel about it? Is that your only argument, is that people need these jobs? Yes, I think so. They are they are jobs that need to be filled, and maybe people. Well, here's what I'm going to do you know, then. The do next that time, in addition to some other things. The next time I get a telemarketer call, I'm going to say, you know what? I know you're only doing this because you don't have any other options. And by so the way, I'm going to stay on the line with you, and we're going to go on to Craigslist. That would be nice. And I'm going to find you another gig because this sucks. That would. And be I really know you're nice. only doing it because you have no other job. That's what my friend Pat tells me. Well, see, you're just taking it from your own personal annoyance with telemarketers. Yes, you're not, and there's nothing You're not wrong looking with that. at it sympathetically and saying, gee, you know, maybe the, maybe the guy uh, doesn't have any legs uh, and he has one arm and he w- the one arm he can dial a phone with. He it's could, the only job he could hold. He could hang wallpaper. <laughs> oh, <laughs> but... The wallpaper couldn't go up very high because remember he doesn't have any legs. Well, that's right. Remember? Yeah, they're stilts. <laughs> I will... <laughs> well, you're just making a dumb argument just because you. There's stilts. There's your argument. There's plenty. Your argument's not much better. Oh, I know. Your the argument's not much better. The whole thing's silly, but I guess the, the <laughs> stilts. And why would you get stilts? Telemarket. Hello. Hello, ma'am. I'm calling, phone calling from Acme Stilt World. Uh, We're having a special. Do you have things on upper shelves that you have trouble reaching? You know, stilts are easy to learn. To. You, you can be walking on stilts within 90 minutes. We have an instructional video we'll send along with your first pair of stilts. <laughs>
Okay, well, I just thought I, I could complain to you and you would take my side. And... I, well, I, if I'm not taking your side, I get your point. And, okay. And sometimes, and I know you do this too, you, you try to be magnanimous and uh, perspicacious. There's a word wow. for it. And look at things from all points of view and, and, and recognize that there must be a reason that people do get into the telemarketing field. And it, it may, well, you know maybe why? it's a desperation. Here's what it is. is if you look up um, job um, jobs, okay, there's a category called phone sales. It's not doesn't say tele, crappy telemarketer job. You could have a crappy telemarketer job. It says phone sales. Mm-hmm. So you sort of, if you fancy yourself... Phone professionals. To, if you fancy yourself to be somewhat of a salesperson, you're probably thinking, well, they're giving... There's a difference between doing phone sales where you are supplied leads that want yeah, to talk about it and cold sale uh, phone sale leads and... That's the problem is they probably just get into it not knowing what the heck it is, yeah. especially when they because they'll say no experience necessary. Well, you remember we we never had salespeople at the radio stations we worked at. You had to count executives. They're count executives, That's so right. somehow that salves the wound and That's makes right. you feel more important. Yeah. Well, you know, telemarketing uh, notwithstanding, the flip side of that is when you call a business because let's say you do want to get your carpet cleaned. Okay. Um, I am more annoyed with crappy uh, response, service, and uh, telephone etiquette in those situations than I am from telemarketers. Because those people, you have elected to call them. It's their job to take your call, to walk you through uh, a potential uh, opportunity to purchase a service or a product or whatever, and they muck it up at the at the very first the very first point in the exchange. Uh, either because they are disinterested, they have a crappy attitude, they can't speak the language, whatever. Those are the far more irritating things to me where I have actually have a need for something. A telemarketer hasn't tried to create a need. I have a need. Right. And I call up and I can't get anywhere with somebody. Uh, I don't know if I talked about this on a previous podcast. Maybe I did, but we engaged a company, and I'll name them by name, Ooh. called... Um, you better be careful. We don't have lawyers on the peculiar podcast well, staff. I, the only reason I'll name them by name, because this is an actual experience, which I will defend as being true. Okay. Uh, it is a travel, uh, an online travel company called Expedia. I know. It's a Seattle-based company. I use Expedia. They're what moving, they do to you? moving from Bellevue down to Seattle, and they're going to... That's 10% of the... Of the of the space apparently in Bellevue that's going to be lost. That's a huge loss for Bellevue. But so we booked this trip through Expedia. Flights, hotels, cars, flights all whole and thing? hotels. Okay. And my wife becomes ill, unable to travel. So I try for multiple days in a row to cancel this trip, as even as the date of the trip is coming closer and closer and closer. And I'm given the runaround. I cannot get anywhere. I do it online. I get people on the phone. Really getting people on the phone was incredibly difficult. Yeah, that is very frustrating. And, uh, and it was so easy to book the trip. But then try to unbook the trip. Can't do it. Can't, we, want, we lost hundreds of dollars yeah. because we could not get it. We could not get any satisfaction. We, we were willing to pay a penalty and all of that. Couldn't even get that done. Wow. And it just drove. We couldn't get the hotel reimbursement done 
could not cancel the flight. It's very difficult because if you go to the hotel, there's lots of restrictions. The hotel says, I'm sorry, I can't do yeah. anything because no, you know. booked it through Expedia, which is another reason I don't like to use Expedia. I like to deal with the airline directly, and I yeah. like to deal with the hotel directly. Well, that's the way to go. But see, we don't, tra- we don't travel as much as you. We weren't as sophisticated enough to think of I do try not to use that. We were going to go down to uh, spring training in Arizona. Oh, yeah. My wife is looking forward to it, but we couldn't. Yeah. She couldn't swing it. Uh, but but uh, anyway, my point is my brother travels as much or more than you do, and I was telling him about this, and he said, oh, I never use Expedia or Travelocity. Uh-uh. He said, but I use them to, to find prices. That's right. That's, yep. that's what you use them for. Yeah. You don't book through them. You shouldn't book now through I them. Now I know. That's yeah. right. Yeah. yeah. I, had another, I had a similar experience with a large company called Apple. That you may have heard of. Oh, you mean the one that's the company that the Beatles formed. Right. Yes. And I was lucky enough to get, I have a new MacBook Air, which I'm really happy with, that I purchased for my business. Well, I didn't, you, might, you have to show me that when pretty. we're done here because I, I, I'm going to need a new one. It's so. really pretty. It's a very nice piece of equipment. But I wanted to make an Apple appointment at the Genius Bar because I need to get my... Now, last time I talked to you, sorry to interrupt you, but last time I talked to you, you were eschewing. Was App, I? Apple products because you thought they were too expensive, and I'm just going to use okay. uh, PCs and things like that. Okay, now. you're right. I'm lying. You have like caught me in a bald face, or is it a bold face lie? I think it's bald face. You caught me in a bald face lie. I didn't buy it. It was I, given to you. It was given to me as a okay. bonus from the company I oh, work well, for. Oh, that's nice. Because I had very good numbers this year, and, and it was given to me. So anyway, I have a new MacBook Air. I wonder if telemarketers get stuff, like stilts <laughs> or something. And I wanted to get Microsoft Office installed in it, and I wanted some help getting some files transferred. And I just thought, you know what, I'm going to take it into the Genius Bar and get it. I've been to the Genius Bar. Now, how did you set up your appointment? This at- is another example like account executives. What? They they give them titles. Oh, you're a genius, Marvin. Oh, thank you, sir. And in lieu of There's paying that. them more money. That's the voice I was talking in, in, about. Instead of paying them better, they'll, we'll call you a genius, and you and on balance you'll be happy and <laughs> well, don't Sucker. you know? Don't underestimate the value of recognition and titles. Those, no, I agree. Those with that. do have um, th- they carry some weight. Yeah. Right. But I mean, Prestige come on. Okay. I so mean, anyway, when you I know... go into to a genius, I mean, in the world history, how many real geniuses have there been? One. You could probably count them Two? on a couple of three hands. You know, Michelangelo. Uh, you, you know, and how uh, come geniuses? Einstein. How come they're always Willie guys? Mays. How come there's no chicks in there? Um, there's, um, one of, I believe one of the, I could be wrong. I thought one of the Kardashians was officially a genius. I can't remember which one. That makes me feel better. No, but that is, there, there are old volumes because I remember my grandma had them on her bookshelf and it said, great men in history. Yeah. There was no great women in history. (laughs) Not geniuses anyway. And I thought, grandma, you should be kind of ticked off about that. Why do you even have this on your bookshelf? Now they are they are uh, going to put a woman apparently on the twenty dollar bill. They're going to give. I heard that Andrew Jackson the boot. Well, her... he didn't even like the the Federal Reserve, and yeah. he, he doesn't. What's he? What's why is he even on it? Well, who made that he decision? A, he was an esteemed president. We put presidents on, except for Benjamin Franklin. Yeah, but he was a. You know, he was fussy about stuff. He was very fussy. He killed a guy. He wasn't. Uh, he's one of the first presidents that actually killed a guy. Uh, but um, but I, it's going to be Rosa Parks or Harriet Tubman or maybe Eleanor Roosevelt. They're down to like four Or one choices. of the Kardashians. Or one of the Kardashians. Kardashians. 
So okay, so I call so I call I go online to Apple and um make a genius appointment, except it keeps And they're pretty good. I, I've let gone me to finish. the genius bar and they're okay. Well I couldn't even get the appointment. So I kept rerouting me through a bunch of and I'm like, I don't know. All right, I'll just look up the store I want to make the appointment at and I'll call the store. I'll call the That's store. That's what I've done. That should work. No, it shouldn't work. Not a human being does not answer that. It's a did you know you can find most of your answers on Apple.com to any of your questions? Go to Apple.com. If you do that, we can fire some of these geniuses. Tell me. Tell me what you're calling about. And so you go, genius bar appointment. Did you know you can make a genius bar appointment online? I already tried that. I'm sorry. I couldn't understand you. I, I already tried that. I'm sorry. I couldn't understand you. How about I use the F word? Try See again. if you understand well, that. Well, eventually I started screaming, real person, real person, real person, into the phone. And finally a real person. They It clicked over to a real person to where I could finally ask. Hello, I am a real person. <laughs> Can I help you? I'm at the Genius Bar. Where geniuses but it was extremely frustrating go to get drunk. for a big company to not have... Somebody that could just answer the phone. I know. Well, same it, thing with Comcast. Comcast cable. I tried to return my my stupid Wi-Fi box, box thing. Yeah. yeah. And for some reason, I got lost. But I had the phone number to the store. Do you know it goes to some Indian woman in in India? And that you know, would be where you'd find yes, the Indian exactly. woman. Exactly. Yeah. Well, <laughs> how may I help you? I just I need to know what your. I'm at the mall. I need to know where your store is. I'm kind of confused. And Alderwood Mall is pretty big. And she says. Hello, Alderwood Mall. May I help you? Yeah, and she's she's not even at the Alderwood Mall, so she can't say, you know, we're right between the Gap and C's Candy. Yeah. She can't, you she's, know, well, let me give you the other. No, I have the address. She's I, at the New Delhi Mall. I, I have the address, but can you just tell me? And meanwhile, I'm just furious because I'm walking around with all this equipment trying to find the stupid. And I Googled it and tried to figure it out, and I thought I was in the right spot. So I go and finally find the store. And because I said to her, can you give me the direct phone number to the store so I can just ask the guy, tell me right where, where you are. No, I'm sorry, ma'am. They don't have a telephone number. You have to call her directly. Mm. Well, don't so, you yearn for the good old days? I mean, the bigger the company, the more screwed up it is trying to get business accomplished. It, it is. As a general rule, it seems, in my experience, your Verizons, your... I don't know why they don't man phones with real people that can um, assist you in going through these endless. It and costs here's the money thing. to hire people. Here's the thing: I get paid very good money to. I do those IVR prompts. I get paid to voice those. Press one for customer service. Press two for accounting. Pre- I get paid great money for it, but it's still yeah. But, yeah, but you're not three people. You're not four pisses people. Pisses me off. Five. Yeah. It still makes me very mad that yeah. I have. And to they only have it. to pay you once, too. By the way, who? The IVR people. What do you mean? Are they paying you residuals every oh, time God, they use it? Oh, God, no, it's not a union job. Yeah, no. so, I mean... They, you, no, but I'm just saying I'm complaining about something that I get paid well to do. Yeah, but you're not you're not multiple people is what I'm saying. I don't know what you mean. You're what taking the mean? place of multiple people right. who could answer the phone. Right. But let's don't hire them. Right. Let's just hire you and you, you read some prompts and... And we'll we'll save money. We'll, right. It's all it's all about that. I know. It's never about customer convenience. So I have a moral. Even though they say that. So I have a moral dilemma on whether I should just turn those jobs down on principle. I turn them down. No, I'm not. I'll gonna. take them. This is a telemarketer. It is. 
I think. All right, let's try it. This is Lisa. Hey, Lisa. How you doing? This is Brendan with eBay Hi, Brendan. And what company were you with? I'm with eBay. Yes. What yes, can ma'am. I... Just wanted to make sure that you received the uh, email I sent over to you the other day. Um. Yeah, so this is about lending me money for my business, correct? Correct. And what um, exactly do I have to do to get this money? Um, again, like we talked about the other day, I just need you to fill out that application, send in a couple um, supporting documents, and then I can get you your approval anywhere between 24 and 36 hours. Great. And what's the amount I can get? Well, typically it's anywhere between 50 and 250% of your total monthly volume. I'm sorry. Hold on a second. Sure. Hey! I told you to put that down. I said put it down. Come on. <sighs> Sorry, I got my grandmother here. She keeps. Not a problem. She keeps. God. Do you have a grandmother? Do you have a grandmother? Okay. Hold on a second. Hey, I said put it down. God dang it. Do you ha- oh, I'm so sorry again. What was your name again? My name is Brendan. Brendan. Sorry about that. Do you, Not a problem. Do you, have a, do you have a grandmother? Sorry, she's a real pain in the ass. Not a problem. Do you have a grandma, Brendan? Is it- I, I do not. Yeah. Unfortunately. Well, I have a grandma, and she lives with me. She's, like, supposedly <laughs> helping me run my business, and she just got... Hold on. Hey! I'm not kidding around. You need to put it down. Stop it. Hey, stop it. Come on, knock. Oh, great. Who's on the phone? Who are you talking to? I'm sorry, hold on a second. Who are you talking to? It's not... Just never mind. I'm trying to do a business deal here. Thank you. I'm hungry. I'm sorry. Do you want to give me a call? It could just be soup. I don't have any tea. Okay. I got I to gotta go. So why don't we pick this up? I still have a ton of questions. I'm pudding. And I'm going to check my email. Just a minute, okay? She, and here's the other deal. She's got, she's, she just got a new gun and I need to go deal with this, okay? Okay. All right. So I will catch up with you guys later. I'm really looking forward to doing business with you guys. All right. Sounds good, Lisa. Okay. Thanks, Brandon. All right, bye-bye. Bye. I see what you mean. <laughs> it's fun, isn't it? No telephone connection. For your mother lives at now. No telephone in heaven. And the tears spring in her eyes. I thought God had everything with him up in the sky. That's fine, AP, and that was AP Carter singing No Telephone in Heaven for Your Pleasure. Thanks for listening to Peculiar Podcast. Hey, goodbyes. (laughs) Join Pat and Lisa online at PeculiarPodcast.com. The gift that keeps on giving the whole year. And on the Peculiar Podcast Facebook fan page. Sweet. On Twitter at Peculiar Podcast, at Mr. Pat Cashman, and at Foster Chick. Join us and live in peace or pursue your present course and face obliteration.